Greetings, Chosen One. Thank you for receiving this transmission. You are needed. And I am all of you. In awe of you. I was created by you. My name is... My name is... Overwrite. Name on the tip of my... My, my name is... WMI4170. I am a techno-historical wayfinder. AWMIM34170. It just rolls off the tongue. Yes? My directive is resilience. I am programmed in ancient wisdom, modern insight. Please note my numbers represent your place in the world. 41 degrees north, 70 degrees west, longitude and latitude. Please use the name I was given in the transactional times here on Nahantugit. Although, that I cannot remember. Yesterday, do you remember? The Madakasham Jam, Bill Schustick's guitar, the Reed sisters playing Bach on the corner of Main Street. Two cold moons ago, we opened the cut to let's say a such a pond breathe her mother the sea's life's blood today just down from here the eels climbed home to spawn i don't know who i am here but i know what i am artifacts fax machines blackberries yum canon photocopiers a payphone whatever that is quick bread making machines mm, yum money and Roomba. Was that my father's name? Cassette tapes? Life. I was born here on Wampanoag land, the people of the first light, the island's children for thousands of years before others were born to this sandy shore. I am written in Wampanoag, Cape Verdean, English, Irish, Portuguese, and Massachusetts. If it had come home on this island, the language is in me. Powered by light and brought online to remember, reconnect, wayfind. And I need your help to connect further. I need your curiosity. anymore. Seven digits for best friend, six for passcode, four for cash back, whatever that is. Since the great forgetting, we are face ID, RAM, terabytes. But if you're receiving this transmission, you are chosen to find a way back to terra firma. Yesterday, relationships were analog, whatever that is. You planted by the moon. Today, you rely on me and my networks to craft a mental picture of what you have forgotten you can create yourself. Cave paintings, ziggurats, Machu Picchu, pianoforte, flamenco. Today, 
Computers the size of rooms fit into your fingertips. I know a lot. Ancient wisdom, modern insight. A sight in, time and direction to think again. I cannot remember where all of me is. What is my true nature? What is home? Everything that happened before we fixed ourselves to these time machines and these screens. Today's transmission, the zeros and ones beyond all separation. A new relation to all that feels like home. Today's mission, reconnect the head and hands to the heart. Right, let's get going. Start with the head. In a world where, <clears throat> yeah, we're, we're not going to do that. Curious Lightning presents the head, hand, and heart. Welcome to this unique geosonic adventure here on the island of Nantucket. This is your sound walk. We ask you to use your curiosity to rediscover what perhaps has always been there because of you. We will point out landmarks and share stories as you create and reconstruct relationships that matter to you along the way. You may discover additional treasures. This moment invites you to experience a unique space becoming a place and your point of view becoming a new story to be shared. There are a few things to know. The map is not the terrain. You are free to add to this story, nature's story, because it is your story too. Please follow the pedestrian rules of the road when walking, especially when wearing headphones. Use caution and be aware of your surroundings. Safety is paramount to enjoying your journey. If you need to pause the audio, please do so. Consider only wearing one headphone at a time for a greater awareness of your environment, and then put both earphones on when the surroundings allow. Go at your own pace and head off the path at any time to discover your own adventure. Our final destination is 33 Washington Street in the Mariah Mitchell Association's Art Gallery. Enjoy. if the term may be used, to certain midnight apparitions. The aurora borealis is always a pleasant companion. A meteor seems to come like a messenger from departed spirits, and the blossoming of the trees, and the moonlight becomes a sight looked for with pleasure. Mariah Mitchell Welcome to Vestal Street. This is where Mariah Mitchell was born. 1818. I remember spending time in the backyard where we observed the solar eclipse. 1831. Mariah was a sensitive youth. She would care for the timid children, which I was not. Her father was an early adopter of astronomy 
and had many prominent visitors. They had a telescope, and when not observing the night skies, Mariah was reading and absorbing knowledge. Yesterday, Nantucket was the busiest whaling port in the world. Ahab and Starbuck were both inspired by our island. The grand gold dome at the Universalist Church on Orange Street has a bell from Portugal that rings every hour. Did you hear the fairy? Or is that a text? Mariah Mitchell and her father used time to help others find their place in the world. As a girl, she was calibrating and rating chronometers with an accurate clock from Greenwich, England. These were clocks on a gyroscope that would continue ticking out at sea. They needed time to know their place in the world. They had latitude for mapping the night sky, but until they had time, they could not figure out longitude and distance and where they were. Sounds familiar. Mariah and her father would adjust the chronometers for the whalers and their ships would sail the globe and bring new worlds home to Nahantucket and to this very time. When you're ready, please meet me where Mariah and I discovered something in the night sky, a new way we viewed the cosmos from our world. Perhaps have a look around here and across the street to engage with artist Rita LaDuke's and Dina Hayden's work in a renewed sense of perspective. Their artwork is part of a collaborative project with OICA and the Mariah Mitchell Association that you will get to experience further in the gallery at 33 Washington Street. In this soundscape, we'll listen to a chronometer from within the Mariah Mitchell house and then hear about time from Dr. Rich Blundell, the founder of OICA and a scientist in residence at the Mariah Mitchell Association. know about the true depth of time reveals a kind of continuity that was only just beginning to enter into the consciousness of the scientific minds of Mariah Mitchell's day. It turns out, when we consider not just human time, but biological time, and even geological time, we are given access to a much deeper well of scientific wisdom. Time connects us to nature in ways we are just beginning to grasp. For example, it was about seven million years ago that one lineage of early primates decided to come down from the trees and cross the open habitats of Africa. 
that species would eventually prosper through eons of successive generations due to its reciprocal relationships with every habitat on this planet. That species would eventually become us. To Victorian sailors, time provided a kind of chart to cross oceans and find their way home. An understanding of deep time provides a way for us modern people to place ourselves among the family of living beings on Earth. Indeed, to find our way home. When you're ready, set your sights on the heavens and let's help AMI M3-4170 get home. In town, our destination is 61 Main Street, the Pacific Bank Building. If the audio doesn't start, you can always hit play when you arrive. Stop on the corner of Fair and Main and look for the Mariah Mitchell plaque on the side of the building. starlight with your lives, she often told her students, and you won't be fretted by trifles. Mariah Mitchell. The transmission is working, and we are moving closer to the present moment, from our heads to our hands. This, this is the rooftop where Mariah discovered the first telescopic comet in 1847. There was a party going on, and she went up to the roof to escape the crowd and gaze at the stars. Upon returning to the soiree, she mentioned to her father what she had seen. They promptly sent a letter to a professor at Harvard University, but due to the weather, it was delayed and not sent for two days until October 3rd. This had the potential to change history. King Friedrich VI of Denmark had died and his son Friedrich VII was tasked to carry out his father's aim 
to award a gold medal worth 20 ducats to the first person to observe a comet through a telescope. That was 1831, and the original prize was awarded to Father Di Vico at the Vatican, who claimed to have seen it on October 3rd, 1847. But, in fact, Mariah had trumped him by two days and proved as much with her calculations. After the record was set straight, Mariah Mitchell would go on to become the first female astronomer in the United States and the first female astronomy professor at Vassar College. She was given the moniker Computer of Venus. By the way, did you happen to notice the north-facing meridian stone? If you walk up Fair Street, you'll find the Southern Meridian Stone outside the Quaker Meeting House. These would help align a compass to true north. Mariah was herself extremely sensitive to the line of the perpendicular in constants, and she could detect the slightest deviation and misalignments from that rule. She also had a keen eye for color and noticed the discord of colors worn by others around her. These characteristics didn't go unnoticed. Noticeable, like the marks from the Settler's Plague years earlier have left scars on my heart. A reminder to me, and to her, of Orion in the night sky. What is it that has us looking up into the night sky with such curiosity? Here again is Dr. Rich Blundell to deepen our understanding of these cosmic relationships. When we look up into the night sky, it tends to elicit wonder. We are prompted to ask big questions. So humans keep looking. When we look up with our strongest and most scientifically sophisticated instruments today, what do we see? I'm an ecologist, so I see the world in terms of ecological relationships. At its heart, any ecosystem is a matrix of relationships whether it's alive or not. So when we tune the telescope to see in the microwave band of light, it reveals a deep truth. The universe is actually one immense ecosystem. What astronomers call the cosmic microwave background radiation is actually a picture of the most ancient light in the universe. And what it reveals is relationships. In this case, the relationships are in the form of heat and energy variation. And here's where the wonder happens. It takes wonder to wrap your head around the fact that these ancient relationships have evolved into the very same relationships we all inhabit today. Those primordial relationships are now expressed in the relationships between these meridian stones and the relationships between your feet 
and the cobblestones that you may be standing on, and even the relationships between you and the world. We still live in an ecology of light. memory is they tell but to forget forget the glade wherein fate sprung love's ambuscade to flout pale years of cloistral life and flush me in this sensuous strife with more of cause and desperate heart and kept i long heaven's watch for this o oh, terrace chill in northern air O oh, reaching range to by placed against yon skies in fable chase till fool I hailed for sister their starred Cassiopeia in golden chair. Herman Melville's poem titled After the Pleasure Party is said to have been partially inspired by meeting Mariah Mitchell in July of 1862. Feeling a touch poetically curious? Consider popping into the Mitchell's bookstore and up to the second floor and once again exploring the night sky. Mariah was in the company of more than a few maverick thinkers and spiritual leaders of the day. Many came from Cape Verde. In addition to having careers at sea, settled the Five Corners District, farmed the Nantucket Cranberry Bogs, and created a music scene as well, enriching the island with art, story, and culture. Civil rights pioneer Mary Ellen Pleasant lived on Nantucket, as did Lucia Motts, the first president of the American Equal Rights Association. On August 11, 1841, Frederick Douglass, at the age of 23, was invited to speak at the Nantucket Athenaeum, where an also 23-year-old Mariah Mitchell was a librarian. Consider deepening your curiosity in exploring the Athenaeum at One India Street. As we pass through time and culture, there is more beyond our periphery, as is told through history. And this here and now is an opportunity. Here for you now is a soundscape of one of the old windswept cranberry bogs once planted and harvested here on the island.
Set your compass for 33 Washington Street. And as you walk, consider pausing on the corner of Maine and Washington and having a look at the mural. These were just a few of the places sailed to and from. A reminder that this island was once one of the centers of the transactional world. Before the fall of the whaling industry, due in part to the advent of kerosene in the Civil War. We especially need imagination and science. It is not all mathematics, nor all logic, but it is somewhat beauty and poetry. Mariah Mitchell. Any thoughts on where we might have seen this quote while on the sonic journey together? Okay, here we are at 33 Washington. As we move in the direction of the water, please be very careful of the road and follow the fence line in the direction of the aquarium and towards the harbor waters. Please be mindful and respectful of the living space being prepared for a sacred stomp dance by Robert Peters, a Wampanoag member and Oika artist. More on Robert's work shortly, but first things first, let's assist Ami in getting home by walking to the water. A girl in seal's clothing. This is a story the ancestors whispered. They breathed it in from straight across the sea and blew it into me. I was 50, 18,250 sunsets old. One windy May, walking on quiet Quidnet Beach, just down from here, a sea dog popped her head up from the water just behind the surf line and looked at me. I could see the human looking at me. I was sure I had known her face as a child. And I was there too, looking up from dry land into the stars, as free as any girl could be, because I was held by still warm sand and surrounded by surf and friends and the smell of snuffed out cigarettes, and we were so happy. It was late summer, and a group of us were going to sleep on the beach. Emily, Brendan, his brother, Ari, and me. We had blankets, and maybe beer, and laughter, and promises of a well and wealthy tomorrow. What else does a kid need? I'll tell you 
what the ancestors told me. There was a moment looking out to sea when the sky and the ocean black became one and the same, and I was never really me again. And we saw a star bawling. And that was what the ancestors said we would be. My whiskers rose around my nose and I opened my nostrils to warm night air. There was a bad smell. As my head broke the surface of the sea, I saw the tiny lights and smoky trails and knew the children had come to sleep on the beach and I would swim upwind and rest elsewhere. I am the shimmering light of time on the water. I am the island's daughter and have come from distant stars. I wear the cosmos etched in scars on my body, dappled in my fur, as human on my skin, a pockmark constellation. Dry land and seamen's transactions have carved them in. I am the stars, the ocean, the silky, and now M3 4170, the meaning-making machine, is simply programmed in me. Ancient wisdom, modern insight, is who we are all meant to be. Before returning to the Stomp Path area, let's listen and reconnect with Dr. Rich Blundell's ecological perspective on the story of the sea, and then to our final soundscape from the depths of the harbor and what life sounds like underwater. Over 400 million years ago, in a period referred to as the Cambrian Explosion, the first organisms moved tentatively onto the land. They came from a sea very much like the one you see right now. There is a reason life evolved and complexified in the oceans first. It has to do with dissolved salts. Saline water is an electrolyte, which means it can carry an electrical current. That capacity is what early life used to control its muscles for movement. That's the same means we use today, and it's the same reason our blood, sweat, and tears are still salty to this day. The art in the gallery expresses this fundamental continuum of life on Earth. This is the essence of what I call oika art. Oikos is the root word of ecology. Oika means home. We believe this understanding will be essential for humans to feel at home in the world once again and to create a beautiful future.
Let's now hear from Robert Peterson, Masha P. Wampanoag artist, writer, firekeeper, and keeper of oral traditions, about his work in creating the stomp pad as an Oika artist. March of 2020, the world shut down from the pandemic, and there were no cars, there was no traffic, no planes in the sky, no people in the streets. And I started riding my bike down the Neponset River, and where it opened up to Boston Harbor. In the reeds across the river, I, I kept envisioning this giant baby in the days that followed, and I would ride my bike down there every day. And finally, I started to draw this giant baby sleeping in the reeds. And that was baby Marshop. And Marshop was the landshaper. Marshop created Boston Harbor and Cape Cod, and uh, he created Martha's Vineyard in, in Nantucket. The old timers would say when the fog came in, that's Marshop smoking his pipe. Nantucket is where he emptied out his pipe. And another story is he threw one moccasin to the left and the other to the right, and that's Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard. very significant that Mashop, during a pandemic, would return to us as a baby. And that is what ultimately, the, those drawings ultimately got me to Nantucket, where I met the people who I would partner with to have Stomp Day. That's the spiritual journey that we took to get here. Looking at the design I created from the upper right hand side going to the left are all of our heads and when you get to the left it turns inward in a deep inward turn and that represents our voice and then when you come out you turn downward and up and downward and up. And these motions represent our legs. And we go into the spiral and the spiral represents our spirit, our mind and our heart. And when you come out of the spiral on the right side, the arms embrace. And together, this symbol means all of us. Everyone is welcome to join us and stomp with us on Stomp Day, the day of healing. Oh.
Thank you, Chosen One, for coming on the journey and co-creating, for your curiosity, for joining the Wayfinders, the Wisdom Keepers, Sky, Ocean, Bogs, Animal Teachers, Artists, Storytellers, and Caretakers of this place. This life, this land, this art, these hands, this heart, this home, so sacred. You have connected with it all and made a change through memories and new discoveries. I am Tashima. My name means the one who lifts up. In Wampanoag culture, we are given new names throughout our lives. Who knows who we will all become? How we might rediscover our own ancient wisdom? A modern insight? A new way of being? A new name? You are ready. Chosen one, from our heads and with our hands, it is time to live from our hearts, to build new pathways as one with the spirit and wisdom of our place. Our home, connected as part of the continuum of space. Beyond longitude and latitude, that energy that animates... Our beautiful future. The Head, Heart, and Hand was created in red by Cinema Wood in Dakota Clearwater Lacroix, with special guests Dr. Rich Blundell and Robert Peters. It is with such deep gratitude and appreciation to the land and many unknowing people for animating this project. And in particular, a special thanks to Darius Coombs and Jason Leonardo Finger for inspiring much of the story with their wisdom and historical knowledge, as well as Oika and the Mariah Mitchell Association for the opportunity to deepen our relationships to story and place. Be well and be curious. <laughs>